Well, hello, welcome to the Church Planting Podcast. My name is Clint Clifton. This podcast is intended to help church planters and sending churches aspiring to make more disciples through church planting. Today we're going to be talking to Dr. Mike Dodson of the Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Dr. Dodson is a professor there, and he's a guru in all things church planting and missions. Today we're going to be talking to Dr. Dodson about preparing a church planting prospectus. So let's get him on the phone. Hello, this is Mike. Hey, Mike, this is Clint Clifton. Hey, Clint, what's up, man? Uh, Not much, not much. Thank you for taking a few minutes to talk with me today. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. So um, you're a professor of church planting at. Uh, tell us where where you where you are. I'm a, a professor of church planting and missions at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh, finest seminary. But also in the world. travel all over North America and and work on helping equip church planters and and help them get ready to plant churches all over North America. Wow. So do you have a background yourself in church planting, or have you been in academia for most of your uh, ministry? No. I've, I've, we, my family and I moved to Wake Forest from western Pennsylvania about uh, just over four years ago. Uh, we lived in western Pennsylvania for about 13 years and uh, involved in church planting and all kinds of different ways. Uh, in the Western Pennsylvania context, from Erie to Meadville to Pittsburgh, right, right, and so now you have the opportunity to impart what you learned on uh, on students there. What do you What are you seeing out of out of students right now? Are a lot of guys going into church planting who are coming out of seminary? Or are they headed toward church planting? What What kind of trends are you seeing? There's a There's a lot of movement among students to be involved in North American church planting. Uh, partly because, I mean, there's a lot of students obviously excited about uh, the SEND North America emphasis right. and going to uh, key North American cities to plant churches. I mean, that, that ranges from a spectrum of students who feel called to lead church plants um, to um, quite a number of students who are uh, – I guess becoming willing to be part, become part of a church planting team, move their lives to a city with a church planner, and be on the church planting team, and and sort of uh, get a job uh, in different cities, and then um, be part of the of the church planting process. Uh, so, pretty exciting times, and and that even seeing a movement of local churches as well who are stepping up to be more involved in that process as well. So. Pretty cool time. Pretty pretty exciting to be part of of what's going on. Right. I sense the same thing. I, I feel like we are definitely in a golden era of of excitement and momentum for church planting in North America. I'm very very happy mm-hmm. about that. Well, today I want to talk to you about the subject of developing a church planter prospectus or a church planting prospectus. And uh, I know that you've got a lot of experience on that subject, helping uh, young men that are preparing to start new churches to put their prospectuses together. And so, um, so I want to talk about that first. Can you just kind of tell us what a prospectus is and what it, what it's intended to accomplish? Sure. Um, I guess, let me first of all say, uh, I guess strategically in a sense, or, or thinking over this uh, specific issue of, of developing a prospectus. There's really two things that are certainly are distinct 
uh, from developing a prospectus, but are definitely connected, and that's developing a strategic plan, and then as well as raising uh, your support network mm-hmm. uh, for for church planting. So those those things kind of bleed over into developing a prospectus, um, the way that I think about things. So um, a prospectus is is really just a a specific uh, piece, a snapshot of what, uh, how you want to communicate to people, uh, what your vision and plan is in a basic way for uh, your church planning process. Now, I think that that can come across to two different audiences potentially. And most of the time, it's used in relationship to sharing your vision and your plan related to. Um, uh, raising support, whether that's to individuals, churches, uh, business people, you know, whoever it is you're trying to communicate with to to tell your story of church planting, and then the other one obviously would be uh, prospects, people who you're going to meet in the community where you're going to plant or where you are planting, and I, w- I would say certainly a slim down version of a prospectus. Uh, in that sense, can be used um, on that level. So, so part of it can can relate to what your audience is. Typically, obviously, the prospectus is is thought to focus on um, helping you develop your support network. Right. So, are you, you talked about there being a couple other documents that are that are key? To, can, maybe can you summarize those those for us as well? Sure. Obviously, your strategic plan is is what you're going to think through in a more comprehensive way about um, how you're going to approach the church planning process. So you're going to think through some some key things and you're going to answer some some key questions uh, as you as you think through developing a strategic plan. So so some of those some of those issues might be uh, for example as you think you, through your strategic plan, I think it's good for people to clarify what the gospel is and how you're going to define that um, clearly and explain it. Mm-hmm. Another one would be for me in your strategic plan planning process, as you look to develop that, you're going to evaluate your spiritual disciplines. Where are you at in relationship to, um, I guess, the spiritual disciplines that are involved in relationship to planting. For example, you're going to think about planting. Uh, one of the key uh, top 10 common mistakes of church planting is pursuing um, the great um, the great commission to the neglect of the great commandment. Right. And that happens often where guys um, basically get so wrapped up in the in the process of actually church planting that they lose their first love. Right. And uh, so, you know, you're going to think through what are my spiritual disciplines now as well as well as how am I going to maintain those in the church planning process. Oh, wow. yeah. Obviously, another one is you're going to have to clarify your vision and mission because obviously that's one of the key pieces that goes into your prospectus as well. So you're going to need to spend some time thinking about that. And that's a process of, of learning. Uh, that's a process of of learning about where you're going to plant. It's a process of actually going to look at where you're going to plant if you're not from that location. And it's certainly a process of listening to God and gleaning uh, from him and, and his word 
and through prayer, um, how he wants you to frame out your vision and mission for the church planning process. Right. And then you also need to think through what your prayer strategy is going to be and how you're going to implement that um, personally with your church planning team as well as in support raising uh, in the process. Because the first step in support raising often uh, should be uh, really the first thing you're doing is raising a prayer support network. Um, so those are some of the some of the key things, and obviously there's studying your field, how you're going to look at team, um, selecting and defining your model of church planting, uh, depending on your strengths and gifts and and passions and personalities, as well as the context you're going. Um, what is your evangelistic disciple making strategy? Um, how are you going to define key team roles, uh, small group strategy outlines? Um, how are you going to continue learning and developing as a church planner? And then probably the last two key pieces that are going to be part of a, a comprehensive strategic plan could be um, defining a basic budget and a basic timeline. Right. So that's a number of key kind of like categories. I don't think someone has to have worked all the way through those to develop a prospectus. Uh, but you're definitely going to have to at least start working through those and outlining them. Some of them need to be completed. Obviously, if you're going to do a prospectus, you've got to have your vision and mission clarified. Right. Well, you've been, I mean, in the context you're in right now, you're working with a lot of students that are that are planning on going into church planting professionally. But certainly over the course of your uh, life and ministry, you've interacted with guys who are potential, you know, by, by vocational church planters or, or, you know, somewhere along that spectrum of maybe not as fully um, equipped and prepared as a, as a seminary student might be when he graduates and gets ready to go out. How, how important it is um, a strategy, a strategic plan and a prospectus for somebody who, who maybe hasn't, uh, hasn't, isn't planning on going into uh, church planting professionally as is doing it bivocationally or in some other way. Mm -hmm. I would say I've seen some, I've seen some really effective uh, bivocational church planners. And I, I would, I would say for me, and I, I even talk with students about and, and challenge them to, even if their goal is to, is to church plant full time to at least consider, um, being bivocational for, for a period of time when they land wherever they're going to plant. Cause right. I think there's just a lot of upside, uh, upside to that. But the effective bivocational planters that I've seen, actually, I would say their strategic plan and process and focus is probably even going to be more, um, um, more focused. Um, their plan is probably going to be more slim mm -hmm. than, and defined, clearly defined than, than somebody maybe who's going to, you know, go at this thing full time. Right. Um, the effective ones I've seen, I mean, they, they, they probably have three or four key things that they define, uh, outline and they're, that they're going to focus on. And obviously there's just practical realities to that. Right. If they're right. going to be working, uh, bivocationally. Right. So, uh, church planner prospectus is generally in what kind of format, uh, are you seeing that coming in? Is, is that going to be delivered okay. electronically on a PDF or how, how's it going to come across? I think a good church planning prospectus is probably going to answer some of these key questions. Okay. 
First question is a, a good prospectus is going to answer the answer the question: What is the purpose, or what? Why are you starting a new church? Okay. Um, why are you starting a new church? Um, a, a simple, clear expression of your call uh, to plant, mm -hmm. and to me, that's basically just sharing, uh, probably in a very brief way, um, tell your story, in essence, in a brief fashion. How, how did how did this come about that you want to engage in the, on this church planning journey? Obviously, that answers the vision question as well. You're going to state your your vision, and then you may give some some brief, um, clear, specific, biblical, and maybe even practical reasons uh, for why you're going to to start this new church or why you want to be involved in church planting. You want to communicate that to people. I think up front with that for me, I often I think it's important for uh, maybe in, in particular for the lead planter to uh, put a picture of himself and 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 maybe his family up front on the first page, um, because I think especially if the prospectus is going to be used uh, towards support raising, because I think in many ways the people that the prospective planner is going to be engaging with, um, really, he is communicating his vision and character right. before people. Yeah, That's who people are going to, in a sense, for lack of a better way of saying it, buy into. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I think it's important to, um, to make that personal kind of display up front right. uh, in the process. Second question is, who is the primary focus group or groups? Uh, basically meaning where is the location you're going to you're going to plant in uh what are the people like describe them uh describe the community what are the basic needs uh basically you're answering the question trying to help people understand who you're trying to engage with the gospel right in your context uh, another question would be what kind of what kind of church is it going to be and that goes back to again uh, vision, missions, values, um, maybe some description of model, maybe some outline of your church planting team and what's involved there. And then obviously that leads right into answering the, making sure you answer the question, who is the planting team? Both maybe the church planting team members that have already been identified that are going with you. But as well, you may outline that you'd like to, uh, you're asking people, um, you're still looking for people to fill certain roles. So you may describe uh, who else you believe you need yeah. uh, to be a part of your church planning team. You're going to describe that. And then it's somewhere in the process as well, you're, I guess, an extension of your church planning team. You're going to want to outline who maybe some of your key endorsers may be. Okay. Because that can help you in building in building relationships. And then two more questions. One is, um, how and when will the plant happen? Uh, so in your prospectus, you're going to give a brief strategic plan. Of you're not going to give them anywhere near your full blown strategic plan that you've started working on and developing. But you need to you need to give some kind of strategic plan outline. And then some kind of brief timeline for uh, when you're looking to 
land on the field, what the initial stages of the church planning process are going to look like, uh, probably somewhere in the window of maybe 18 months to 36 months, a brief timeline. And then obviously you're going to want to list some basic budget and financial uh, needs and so that people can tie into that. And then obviously you're going to want to clearly define in a, in a simple way how can people partner with you. Okay. Uh, what are your specific uh, prayer concerns? What are the needs that you have in relationship to your church planning team? And um, how can people follow up? to get more information, or you may even want to state on there that you're going to follow up with them, depending right. on how you're sending that out. Okay. So why are you planting? Who do you plan to reach? What's your context? What kind of church are you planning to plant? Who's on the team? Who are the key endorsers? Uh, how how and when will the plan happen? What's your What's your overall yep. budget? And how can people partner with you? Sort of an action step at the very end. Yep. Okay. That's that's a that's a. Really... Yep. Those are those are some of the key questions. I mean, obviously, some people may uh, may add, but I think that basically outlines a a good process for uh, for thinking through a prospectus. Yeah. Now, should should the planter be thinking as he's developing this? Uh, should he be thinking of it as? sort of hard data or or really subjective kind of personal information about his thoughts on the field or, or a combination of the two? My personal thought is you, you minimize the stats. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's nothing wrong. Certainly there's nothing wrong with using some specific stats. As long as the stats are helping you clearly tell your the story. I just believe it's more important to take more of a, a I guess, a storyline approach, okay. so to speak, and um, tell the story of of who you are, why you're doing this, um, and you use stats to help tell that story, if that makes sense. Because I think that's what people are going to buy into. Stats are useful tools. Yeah. People are going to buy into you and your story and the vision that God's given you. Yeah, yeah. Not just cold information, but but um but it personal individually, you know, shaped information about you and your calling in the world. And probably probably I guess um I guess a little more strategically to think through the prospectus. Most most people, I think it's good to think through um two different aspects of, of that. You're probably going to have a, fu uh, a fuller prospectus, which typically most of the ones that I see are usually around six to ten pages in length, okay. which is going to be a more full-blown answer all those questions kind of thing. And then I also think it's good for, for church planners to think through maybe putting together a one- to two-page version, a really brief summary, uh, probably one page with, you know, the picture of, the lead planter and his family, uh, the vision statement, and then maybe some key things on the second page. Okay, good. Um, some even do it in in some even do it in in one page. I'm, yeah. I'm just I think it's hard to put to make it personal a lot of times with one page because I think it's important to put a picture on there. Right. I just do. Right. We were at the and, um, 
we were at the Send North America conference this year. I, I noticed several guys going walking around with their uh, their cards. It was sort of a you know a eight eight by eleven card, you know, card stock quality with with some of their key points and a picture of their family. Yeah, that's another way to think through it. Um, I mean, you could even do a business card version to a postcard version. I mean, right? Um, any way to uh, be able to communicate uh, clearly with people and, and network, build relationships. Yeah. Is there, is there, is it wise for there to be an online version of this as well? Um, or is that, are you seeing that a lot? Is that normal? I, um, I have seen some online version. I think in many ways, depending on where the planter is in the process of actually planting, um, that could basically sort of be their web page initially. Right. Um, or at least a part of their their website development process mm-hmm. if if they're gonna, you know, use that um or even set up a uh, Facebook page if they wanted to do it that way or or whatever. Right. Um yeah. I mean yeah. giving people access. Um whatever people uh, whatever planters think yeah. would so, creatively um, get the job done and utilize um, social media. Yeah. For the I mean, there's all kinds of ways and options to uh, to go about that. I still think, having said all that, I still think they're going to need a, a hard copy version in some ways to be able to hand people. Yeah. For that fuller version, that hard copy, six to ten pages you're talking about, what sort of format is that in? Is it just a, a notebook or are, are you seeing that printed in a trifold or how's that how's that coming? I've seen um, all different types. Uh, yes, it could be the trifold kind. I've seen them and put in a, a nice, uh, you know, folder kind of kind of format framework that can be handed out to obviously just the PDF versions that they can send to people or give to people right. okay. in the process. So again, I think there's some, there's some creative, um, creative license there that church planners can use to, um, or all the above, right. whatever, whatever they think is going to work to help them get the message out and, um, and cover all those all those key things. Yeah, let me let me ask you this, Mike. What what role? We've talked a lot about the prospectus playing a role in fundraising and sort of to communicate the vision to everybody on the outside. But I, I tend to think that, that that it plays some sort of role for the church planter too. Does does it not? You're talking about that developing the perspective uh, prospectus is actually good for the planter. Yeah, yeah. Is isn't there a sense in which actually having to put all this stuff down on paper uh, to communicate to others um, oh, for, yeah. forces you to think through aspects of the plant that you might not otherwise? Yes. I mean, I, again, I, I strategic plan, developing a prospectus, and developing your support network are all connected. Right. Obviously, any planter who's going to develop a support network is going to have an opportunity to sit down across the table from uh, potential key partners, um, 
just potential, whether that be, again, um, key churches and leaders of, of those churches or members of different churches or, or family or friends or, or business people, whoever it is. Obviously, the first step of being able to communicate well with all of them is having all of these things clearly defined and down. And really, it's the, uh, to me in many ways, the first step in the process of being able to do that well. Because um, the, the process of, of casting the vision is really what we're talking about. Right. And so if um, our church planner is um, lousy in developing this, uh, they're probably going to be lousy in uh, lousy in pitching it. Yeah, yeah. As well as if they don't practice, um, like putting all this together and then practicing their pitch of this of this material we're talking about. Right. They're going to be lousier in the way that they present it. Yeah. So a pati- definitely it helps. It's going to help them think through all of this and present it well. Yeah. A potential pushback about even putting together a prospectus at all that I, I've heard uh, once or twice in the past is that, um, you know, it sounds a lot like a business plan. Um, are, are we, you know, we're, we're not really into, we're not really starting businesses. It seems to be a more spiritual endeavor than that. Um, can you, can you make a case for us for, for, you know, other than the sort of practical elements we've already talked about for why somebody should, should do this? Is there, uh, is there any kind of precedent for why we'd say this is a really good? Sure, thing? I think I think uh, you know biblically, I'd say um, Proverbs has some some wisdom for us about the benefit of of planning, and I don't believe that when when it talks about obviously we ultimately believe that the Lord orders our steps, right? But I believe even what we're talking about is part of my spiritual, can be part of my spiritual journey with the one who's sending me. Right. And so me working through and developing these details and answering these questions, again, for me, is a reflection of my journey with God. Right. And a reflection of um, the vision that I want to cast that's come out of my, my time with him and my understanding of his calling and purpose on my life. And so that's what I want to communicate uh, to people. And I just don't see, I guess, beyond that, I don't believe it's hard to get around the practical realities of, of what it, what's involved in doing all of this. Right. It's, it's a, um, it's a spiritual process. Yes. First and foremost should be, uh, from beginning to end, uh, but it's also a, it's also a practical process as anything else is in life. Um, it's how we flesh that out. Um, so that's that's probably what I would how I would respond to that kind of yeah. of question. Right. Well, uh, we're in in our context here. We're encouraging all the guys who are planting churches through us to to develop a church planting prospectus, and and a lot of them are bivocational and they've never been to seminary. Some of them never even heard the the phrase, and so so um, 
So I appreciate the the time that you've spent. I think it's going to be helpful for for at least to kind of have a, a list of categories. Is are there any uh, prospectuses or particular individuals that you say, man, this guy did a really good job? You could look up his info online or, or, or email him and ask for his prospectus um, as a guide or an yes. example. Who, who would you recommend? We've got a few examples up on the North American Church Planning Network dot com site. Okay. Um, we don't have a lot, but we've got a few, few different examples, um, and probably the one that I like the most it's nacpn.com, and there's a resources tab. Okay. And um, resources, church planning tools, and there's some sample prospecti. The one just to get a, a basic version, I probably the one I would point to the most is probably the Redemption Hill Church um, prospectus, uh, because partly what we have up there is a sample one-page version, right. as well as a six-page version. I think it is six or seven-page version. Okay. Okay. So good. that would give people an opportunity to look at a basic example of uh, what somebody did with a one-page version, as well as then um, what it looks like in the expanded and uh, in, in a more expanded version. Okay. Give us that web address one more time. Sure. NACPN. dot com. Okay. Great. Oh, Mike, thank you very much for your uh, your time and, and for spending time talking to us about this. I know it's going to be profitable and helpful for a bunch of guys and and uh, appreciate all the work that you do in training young leaders and, and, um, and helping to start new churches around North America. Thanks very much. Yeah, man. Great to be with you. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. Today's podcast is made possible in part by Nabisco, the makers of the delicious Wheat Thins. A special thanks also to today's guest, Dr. Mike Dodson, who peeled himself away from shaping young minds for a few moments in order to talk with us, and to Xavier Chapman, who produced and edited today's show. And thanks to you for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. If you'd like more information about the Church Planting Podcast, feel free to visit us at clintclifton.org. There you'll find additional posts about church planting and notes and links from today's show.